But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. My name is Will Stone. His name is Chase Caldwell. Uh, just the two of us with you again here today uh, at our regularly scheduled time, not on a Friday morning. So uh, very happy to to be back with you after a big weekend, kind of a wild weekend of college football and ahead of a absolutely loaded weekend of college football. So um, Chase, how we doing? Doing well, doing well. Um Hadn't looked at the numbers, so I have no idea what our listen count looked like last week of you. No, and uh, to be completely transparent, uh, we only have the YouTube uh, numbers to go off of because I did not publish the episode. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Hey, all uh, that. All uh, that. Uh, yeah, hey, it's it's part of it. Um so so really we might need to just rehash a couple things if it, as it comes up um from friday's episode because we got it really really late at the very very end of the week um we're battling some sickness last week and and some craziness yeah. in life so um, so it's it's that time of year like i i get a sinus infection every september uh, oh, yeah. it never fails um i'm tr- i'm trying to, to do allergy shots right now to make it a little more bearable but i'm not all the way through and you know it, it got me i got got so, uh, was, was down most of the last week, was able to power through and Hey, even in the worst circumstances after the worst, you know, kind of game that we don't want to talk about, we still yeah. sat here and, and did a show. So stood in the paint, you know, that's, that's, a, that's how hard we work for you guys, <laughs> <laughs> but not hard enough to actually put the episode on our, on our feed, but we appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, well, so we got quite a bit of talk, bit to talk about, um, really, because I'm sure some of the regular listeners probably didn't listen to Friday's episode. So that's, that's okay. Especially if they only listen on other platforms other than YouTube. Um, so we'll kind of, I may mention a couple things I said on the last one, just, just that way it catches everybody up to speed. Yeah. Uh, I think the main takeaway and, you know, still will be kind of a theme of, of this episode is uh, don't sell all your stock just yet uh, Mm -hmm. with regards to this A&M football team. Uh, Look, guys, we know Miami was tough. Like, we, you know, we're right there with you. Like, we watched that, and, you know, we we didn't like it. You know, like, we all hate losing just as much as as one another, and and that stunk. But uh, I think there are – we both think there are pieces of this team that are super encouraging. And when you look around – it's it's there for the taking and Mm -hmm. you know that's something that we're going to get to today but um these next two games uh uh, auburn at home arkansas at jerry world uh these next two are going to tell us a lot of things about this football team and we'll take it from there yeah i I think so i mean i i think i think if you've formulated opinion an opinion about this team at this point in the season go ahead and throw that out the window um, be, because, and it, I'm not, I'm not only saying that for those of you who have just decided that this season is going to be terrible and that I'm trying to pump you full of maroon Kool-Aid. I'm just saying, you know, like I'm cautiously optimistic on the year. I think we're going to have a good year even still with the loss, but 
I, I still have to really wait and see how we are two weeks from now to really give, you know, decide whether or not that's going to, that's going to last, uh, or at least that emotion is going to last for me. Um, because I, I, I just think, I really think, and, and it's kind of probably good that we, we can kind of rehash some of last week's without feeling too bad about it because nobody listened to it. Right. Um, that, that, you go back to last last week, I was feeling discouraged maybe at the loss. Like really, I don't know why, but I, I just didn't really fully consider that we might lose to Miami. I, I kind of went in, you know, I knew it was very much a possibility, but I really wasn't thinking we were going to go and, and lose. And so um, to go to that game, lose, you know, normally I'm super, super discouraged, super bummed whenever we get our first loss, whatever. Um I just, I just felt like, I felt like Miami was a much better team than what maybe we expected, um, and and I felt like, like I felt for the first time probably in Jimbo's tenure, and even dating back to like Sumlin time frame, I just felt like that was one of the not so ugly losses that we've ever had. Like, I it it was a loss, and and for those of you who are going to come at me with um, comments about. Um, you know, finding the good in a loss. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't a demoralizing loss. And we've had so many demoralizing losses um, through the past couple of years that it, in some ways, was a breath of fresh air where it was like, I, I just think we lined up against the team. They proved to be the better team that day. Uh, but then we walk away and we're seeing Texas beat Bama. And, and you just feel like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be, um, another down year for us. And then you fast forward a week. And if you felt that way last week, I feel like there's less of a reason to feel that way this week. Right. Um, because you see all these quote unquote elite teams like Bama, not scoring a touchdown until the fourth quarter against USF and, you know, struggle win, struggle win all across the board, almost every single game out there for a top 25 team was either a loss or a struggle win. And so suddenly there's nobody that looks just so absolutely elite that they couldn't, you know, um, be, be a win for us. And, and so that's kind of where now I'm standing saying, okay, sure. We might have some things that we've got to work out, but name a team that's just good that if we go head to head on, they're absolutely going to beat us no matter what, you know, and, and, I just don't think that there's that many in college football, if at all. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. And I, I put this on Twitter, like, as I was watching, I was watching Bama struggle with USF. Uh, you know, Florida State had struggled with a bad Boston College team that morning. Uh, Georgia was down at halftime to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the Gamecocks kind of had them on the ropes a little bit. Um, and I was like, I'm not saying that this season is going to go full 2007. But it might go full 2007. That's <laughs> like, exactly how I felt. Yeah, I didn't like see that your tweet, year, but <laughs> that's what yeah, I would say. sure. Yeah, like the the champion that year was a two loss LSU team. Uh, teams that sh- that that got to number two and lost were like like USF was one of those teams. Uh, West Virginia should have played for a championship that year. They lost their last game to Pitt, a three and a three and eight Pitt team, and you know it was just it was just wild. The whole season was wild. Um, so there wasn't a really dominant team that year. 
I don't think there's a dominant team this year. Like your playoff could be, you know, Washington, Miami, Michigan, and uh, Oklahoma. Like, like, I, like, I, like, I don't, like, I, I'm not even sure like who to say. You know, it could be, right? It could be anybody. And like, uh, you know, there's uh, a bunch of teams that play each other this week that we're going to find out a lot about. Uh, hello, uh, Ohio State and Notre Dame. That's going to be uh, uh, a big one for sure. But um, yeah, there's there's just not that dominant force, and I, I get why it's frustrating. Like why the Miami game was so frustrating for AM fans is because because it is so wide open and we're like, hey, like we have the chance, we have the this this great young quarterback and these receivers and all this talent on defense, and we've already got a loss. Like, you know, like I I, I sympathize with you. Like I get that. Like I feel the same way. But um there's nothing there's nothing out there that says, hey, this team can't go out and and win a whole bunch of games and maybe sneak their way into that conversation. Uh, not saying they will, not saying I expect them to. But it's just you don't know what to expect with this season. Well, and that's that's the thing, okay? If you look at – let's look just for a second at the SEC West. Okay, we're in week three. We just finished up week three. Only three games have been played. And the only teams in the West that don't have a loss are Auburn and Ole Miss. And, and they might both have them this weekend. <laughs> yeah, they might both have them this weekend. And and so, I mean, Auburn was thought of coming into this season as the worst SEC West team. And and Ole Miss, I mean, Ole Miss plays Bama this weekend. And so so if we get a win this weekend and let's say Bama gets a win against Ole Miss, we're we're now sitting at, at like a gridlocked SEC West going into week four where the half of the teams are are three and one yeah. and and so and only a, a handful have conference losses at that point um but for us to have a loss number one if you're gonna lose lose out of lose non-conference that's a bit way to go and lose to a good team not an app state and lose in september when you have the whole season still as an opportunity. And, and so I think, I think that's where I stand. And, and I've said this to you already, Will, but not maybe not on the podcast, that, that I would rather go into this season being higher on AM than maybe I should and then us, us fall short of that than I would go into this riding the whole season off and, oh, my gosh, we've already got a loss, you know, every, woe is me it's another bad year for for A&M and and expect the worst and then if we end up having a good season when do you determine that hey we're a good team week seven week eight whenever football season's almost over and you didn't enjoy it because you were you were dragging your knuckles on the ground talking about how bad we are like we're, we're not a bad team we're a good team and and the whole season's in front of us and so um I you know, make fun of me for being a homer. I don't really care. I am an AM fan. That's why I have a podcast, right? Like, like it's it is. I it's there for the taking. There's never been a time. I I can't speak to another season where we've had one loss by week three, and maybe that's that's bad in and of itself because there's been some that we started five and zero, oh, six and zero, oh, whatever. <laughs> but um. For us to have one loss in week three and we still have an opportunity to to run this whole thing and, and for us to be 
on equal footing with Bama, Arkansas, LSU, and Mississippi State, all with one loss. Like, that hasn't happened in a long time. And, yeah. and so for – normally I wouldn't feel the way I feel uh, this year, but this is the year for us to have a, a loss at Miami, an away game on the road, ACC team, somewhere we hadn't played. You know, it was very humid, a loud stadium, a young team. We're still trying to figure it out. Maybe we underestimated them, you know, whatever the case may be. I, I just think all the factors are there to where it, it's still very possible for us to have a great year. And, you know, people forget that in 2012 we lost at Florida right out of the gate. You know, yeah. and how fun of a season did that become? And if you would have just decided, oh, we lost to a Florida team really early on in the year, then you wouldn't have enjoyed it. And yeah. and so I, I choose not to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're exactly right. Like, there's still so much ball left to be played. And, like, like maybe you have a hangover, a hangover from last season, and that's totally fine. But th- this is not the same team. Like, this year's team – would beat the crap out of last year's team, like to be quite honest. Um, there's so many things that have like that were off or bad last year that we've already seen be corrected. That like like this team is not going five and seven. I'll tell you that right now. Like if right. if it does, I'll, I'll I'll be absolutely stunned if it does. Sure. Um, but like obviously the offense is, is is way better. Quarterbacks way better. The offensive line, most of the same guys are uh they're all healthy they're communicating well they're blocking well they look like a very very strong offensive line maybe one of the stronger ones in the conference mm-hmm. um run defense was abysmal last year it's been locked down the first three games i know two of those are, are not the, like, the best opponents but um you know you, we're not just, just leaving gaps wide open and you know blowing assignments left and right like there's 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 big changes and i know that you know on on the back end, we we need to see uh, a little bit better than we saw against Miami, and, and better tackling and things like that, and better pass rush, better scheme. But you know, I think it's it's still TBD, and that's why these these next two man, like th- this is this is probably the more pivotal part of the season. And I know like like the next game is always the biggest, right? But mm-hmm. like you you go out there and and dominate these two, uh, like in a convincing fashion, and then host Alabama. Who knows what they're going to be, but you know he have a chance to make a statement in that game if you can get right these next two weeks. Absolutely, I mean the, you got a lot to play for at that point because you know it, just by winning this weekend, we're we're in control of our own destiny, right? Uh, right. Uh, I mean we still are right now, and so you win this weekend, you win next weekend, then it just becomes Bama's a stepping stone, and and they're. Look, if you watched, if you watched Bama, if you've watched Bama at all this year, uh, but especially the last two weeks, tell me you you're you can't watch Bama and then watch us and say we we will go toe to toe with Bama. Like they're, they're I I don't see their their defense stopping our offense uh, very much. I, I think we're gonna score at will on them uh, just based on what we've seen so far from our offense. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to score at will on us. And 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 look, let's let's forget about Miami for a second. Like y- y'all y'all just block that out. And let's back up a month ago. A month ago, 
season hasn't started yet, all of that, if I came to you and I said, you know, we're going to struggle early on on defense, what would your confidence be that we would we would be pretty good after that? Like, we, we'll have a really good offense, very much improved offense, but we're going to struggle a little bit on defense at the very beginning of the season. You, I, I would personally a month ago have a ton of confidence that, oh, we'll figure that out. we got enough talent on that side of the ball that that's not a problem. You know, right. and I still have that same level of confidence. So the people that are saying, oh, DJ Durkin, like we got to replace him and all that. Why? Because we lost one game this year. Just just wait. Just see. It, you know, if we get middle of the year and we are we're three losses and, and our defense is abysmal. Yeah, sure. Because, yeah, at that point, if you have this amount of talent on defense and you can't you can't scheme very well, then then what's going on here? But but really, I just think that we didn't scheme well against Miami. I don't think it's yeah. an indicator of how our, our defense did. Now, I would like to see our defense on the other two games be a little bit tighter and not give a, as many yards, especially about against weaker opponents. But I, I just think we didn't scheme well. We did not pass rush hardly at all, if at all, against Miami. And you you gave Van Dyke the ability to just – just sit back in the pocket for 30 minutes per play. And, and when you, when you're running the, the uh, scramble drill and you have all these talented receivers that, that are doing whatever they want to, to try to get open, they're eventually going to get open. If you, it doesn't matter how you could have the most elite defense, the most elite defensive backs, but if you have no pass rush whatsoever and you're allowing these, really good receivers to run around and get open. It's impossible to cover that. That's why Johnny Manziel was so good at Texas A&M. It was because nobody could cover him like that long enough. Like if he's, if he's able to stay in the back and you can, you can wait long enough as a quarterback, there will always be somebody open. Uh, And so the pass rush forces your quarterback to have to make a quick decision it doesn't matter. You could have the worst quarterback in the world, and if they have nothing but time in the back or in the pocket, then they're going to look fantastic because there's there's not that pass rush. So, so do we have struggles on defense? Do we have things that we aren't, need to iron out? Absolutely. I'm not going to disagree there, but I'm just saying, like, do not write off the season because of how we played against Miami. Don't write off this defense that's that's probably the best talent wise defense we've ever had at AM. And that that's saying something with all of the wrecking crew teams that we had through the years. Like we have an ultra talented defense that if we can get the schemes right, yeah, it's it it's gonna make for a good year. Yeah. Well and and for some reason, like like what you said, you know, agree, like cosign hundred percent. And for whatever reason, like we went into into Miami and just played a pretty straight up vanilla defensive scheme against them, and and I don't know why really, but uh, you know it didn't it didn't work, and it, they came back this week and they mixed things up quite a bit, uh, and and threw some different looks and some multiple, um, you know, looks at, at opposing at the at the ULM offense, and yeah, yeah obviously ULM is not some juggernaut offense, but. Uh, it wasn't just like, oh, we're just going to line up our front four and drop our back seven and, and, and here we go. Like it was it was a lot more, you know, uh, just uh, diverse in, in terms mm-hmm. of scheme. So 
uh, th- that's why I like, like, I, I feel great about the offense. Like, I just love watching them play. I love watching Connor play and his receivers. But I'm just so um, I'm anxious and excited to see how we decide to defend uh, a team like Auburn, a team like Arkansas, um, and then eventually a team like Bama. Um, to, to, to touch on Bama for a second, um, with their quarterback situation, uh, you know, they, they started uh, Tyler Buckner this past week. And when I saw that, I was like, that's a terrible decision. Like he's like, I know he's a college kid. Don't want to pile on him, but he's just, he's not a good quarterback. And he looked, he looked bad against South Florida. They put in Simpson and he wasn't that much better. And they, Nick Saban announced, I think yesterday, maybe that, uh, that Milroe will be the guy going forward. So uh, as much as I would have loved for them to start Buckner against us, <laughs> they're, they're too smart to do that. So, yeah. Uh, it, it seems like Milrose, the guy, you know, he gives them uh, a better option with his just his pure athleticism and, uh, and ability to run and, and make some throws here and there. But, you know, like like how do we choose to, to defend that like a, a mobile guy uh, that's 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 so, you know, so athletic and, and fast. Um, and then, you know, like when you get to like the Ole Miss and the Tennessee type offenses, like uh, I, I just don't think you're going to see us go with the same game plan that we saw against Miami. Uh, if we do, then that's bad. That's a bad sign. Uh, then you can go out there and, and lose those games. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it just, I, I've got, I've got a feeling that they kind of learn their lesson a little bit and uh, you know, maybe tinkering with the personnel somewhat and, uh, and see how it goes. But um, there are some folks that, that played really well on Saturday that I want to get to, but uh, just want chase, if you want to go and, and, uh, expound on that at all well i yeah i i just i, I mean i don't want to be the dead horse i i think that um you know the season still very much sets itself up well because bama's struggling they, they've got struggles on offense and i don't know that they're going to figure that out in the next two and a half weeks they might figure it out in the next month or two you know but by the end of the season i'm sure they'll have it figured out but they play us in two weeks and so, so I, I don't know that they're going to get that figured out by then, especially considering that they got Ole Miss and Mississippi State between now and then. And, and Ole Miss is, is looking pretty decent. I am, I'm, as of right now, if you ask me, I think Ole Miss is going to beat them this weekend. And, yeah. and so, you know, how demoralizing that is that for a Bama team to already have two losses by week four? Um, you know, I, that could, that could really change their trajectory for the remainder of the year. Uh, like you said, we would need to change up our scheme by Ole Miss, but I think we could get that figured out by November easily, you know? Sure. Um, same with Tennessee. Like, I mean, that's that's halfway through the season. I, so I think of, we're – Of this group of, of games that we have left, uh, like, is, is, does one stand out? It's like, oh, like, that's the one that I would mark as probably the most difficult. Tennessee. Yeah. That's that's my thought. I mean, ten, and and that's them coming off of a loss here, um, but they played well against Florida. I think uh, they they had struggles, obviously, but I, everybody in the country did. And so uh, I I just think I think Tennessee, with it being a road game and it being, you know, they're they're still, I would say Tennessee is a comparable team to Miami, right? Yeah. And so if we go out and we beat Tennessee, then that that in some ways shows the growth that we've had from Miami till Tennessee. Um, a lot of the same, you know, it's a road game. It's a, it's a talented team. 
um, all of that. But, but I mean, that's, that's still, would we, it would, how much would Tennessee be favored over us right now? You know? Um, yeah. And, and it's tough. Cause I'm not, I'm not real confident that they would be like, I may be a field right. goal, you know, and like, it'd probably be pretty, pretty close if, it, if that game was this weekend. Um, but you know, like, like before the, before this past weekend, I would have said the same thing, but, uh, I, I'm starting to think that maybe like, like maybe Joe Milton is not what they thought he might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think, I think hooker was a fantastic quarterback for them last year. And I think there's ways there's things from a scheme standpoint that we could do to maybe, uh, uh confuse Joe Milton a little bit. And, uh, like it's, you know, it's a long way to, to get to that game, but, sure. um, uh, honestly the, the, the way it looks to me and I hope it, I hope it goes this way cause it'd be very exciting and good for us. But, uh, it seems like, like LSU and A&M at the end of the year could determine who wins the West. Honestly, I, I agree with you 100% there. Uh, I, I do think that that's going to be the case. I don't even think Bama's going to be in the race for it. Uh, you know, a month from now, I don't think Bama's even going to be in the race for it. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions there. Maybe I need to eat my own cooking and say, you can't make a determination on the rest of the season <laughs> based on the last three weeks. But as it sits right now, I just I think Bama has way too many struggles and and I don't think they're a team that's used to that, right? And and so I, I just I, I think that you're gonna see them I think you're gonna see them flop a little bit this year. Maybe they go eight and four, but you know, when was the last time Bama went eight and four? That that's that's Long a big thing ago. in and of itself. So um I agree. I, I, I think if if I understood you correctly, the LSU is probably the the hardest one on our schedule you know as it sits today i'd agree with that um i i think really tennessee's the both well i i forgot the lsu's a uh an away game so i might actually switch it to that but yeah it it does it does make a make a big difference with them yeah but that's that's uh but if we're going in and that that determines the west um i i like that idea uh because i i just think I, I think when you have that, I don't know. This is gonna, this this is kind of touchy feely college football here that I'm about to say. But like, if you're, let's see that, let's say that you're a team with a really good defense, but like a, eh, okay offense, right? And you've got something to really play for, like like a national championship or something like that. I think that's when when. I don't think you're going to do as well as if you have a an elite offense and have that same amount of moxie and like drive. Like look at look at A and M in 2013 when we played against Duke, right? Where we're we're down, we're struggling, but we had that 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 drive to go out and and fix it. And so I think I think that makes the defense play up. I think I think having the ability to score is important in, in big games like that. Um, and, and I just think, I don't know. I'm, jury's out on LSU's team right now for me. I haven't watched them enough to really say how good their offense is. I know, I know neighbors went off this, this week and um, all of that, but uh, I just, I don't know. Outside of LSU, 
there's not a there's not a game on our schedule that I'm just really really worried about. If that makes sense, yeah. I'm not saying that none of them are losable because they're all losable. Oh yeah, I'm just. I think every single one's one a that, coin flip. <laughs> there's not one that I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we're we're gonna get destroyed. You know, yeah. I just don't feel that way. The te- the one that really intrigues me, and I haven't seen them play. I don't know if I've watched any of their games this year. Is Ole Miss? Um, they've we've had some trouble with them lately. Like even when Elko was here, we had a great mm-hmm. defense. They still, you know, racked up some yards against us um, and beat us over there. But uh, I just don't like, it seems like Jackson Dart is playing some pretty good football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Kevin's a great offensive coach. So uh, we're like, like by the time that gets here, we'll know a lot more about them, you know, cause you know, it'll be, they got Bama, then they got, you know, plenty of other sec games. So, uh, we're definitely going to see, but I've, I've got my eye on Ole Miss as kind of the maybe sleeper dark horse type of team in the West uh, that that could could surprise or could come out and be be pretty salty. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we just don't know. Like, but like that that offense does. I don't know if it scares me, but it's I'm not I'm not excited to go play against that offense. If that yeah, me sense. neither. Me neither. Um, I, I'm with you. I I think I think the three hardest. This, this is crazy for me to say, but I think the three hardest games left on our schedule are going to be those away games that the yeah. Tennessee Ole Miss and, and LSU. Um, and so, I, and that's, that's, that's crazy. I'm less worried about Bama than I am Ole Miss. <laughs> and like, and that's because partly I think that Ole Miss is going to go out and beat Bama this weekend, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, that makes it seem like it's an in 07 season, right? Yeah, <laughs> Just that in and of itself. Strange times that we're living in, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. Um, so the, the Aggies did go out and and took care of business against against ULM. Uh, ULM was two and zero. Their wins were against Army, who pretty decent. They, they beat UTSA last week, um, and Lamar, who's a FCS team, so uh, not much to read into there. But forty seven three, it was over at halftime. Uh, <laughs> I think I saw this on Twitter that. Uh, they didn't have a single passing yard in the second half, wow. uh, which is just kind of a, a crazy thing to say. Like, like who goes? Like, and it's not like they're running the triple option. Like, they just didn't right. have a, they didn't have a passing yard in the whole second half. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything. But uh, to so, so, some some guys, I want to I want to single out. You know, obviously Connor Wigman. Uh, guys, we we need to enjoy this cat for the next the next couple of years because he's, he's going to be an NFL draft pick a pretty high one at that mm-hmm. uh I, I think at the end of next season he'll, he'll probably will be getting that kind of uh recognition um just like when when he's got the ball like nothing bothers him like mm-hmm. and and watching him play like as a as a fan you just have so much confidence like oh like he's gonna figure figure something out and make a play and he usually does um we didn't have Evan Stewart or Noah Thomas in this game, uh, and it didn't matter. Uh, Anaya Smith and Jade Walker. I thought Walker had a huge game. Yeah, uh, he did. And that just shows like some of the depth that we've got at that position. Um, Anias did what he what he does. Uh, I thought, you know, uh, uh, Trey Trey Zune, uh caught a lot of crap from message boards in the off season, and. I hated that because like I always thought he could be a pretty good player. And then when it came out that 
like what he played through last year and and that, and that kind of toughness to to keep going out there even even with those injuries i'm like man he's gonna have a big year if he's healthy and he's he's playing his butt off right now and yeah uh a spot that everyone was worried about going into the season like he looks fantastic so like we don't have like i've got no issues about left tackle right now yeah. um uh bryce foster didn't play uh they bumped naboo into center uh put in dewberry at guard uh and naboo like he's just he's just a baller like he could play any spot and be perfectly fine i thought he handled center pretty well for his first time um and then uh the running backs look good uh i'm man these guys are so close to breaking a big one like it just mm-hmm. seems like like amari and moss uh we got moss back he didn't play against miami i guess he was i think he was dinged up but uh it just seems like those two guys are just like just itching to like they're, they're they're like a shoestring away from from breaking a long run. Well, Owens too, um, because oh yeah, like like that's that was my number one takeaway of of this week um, was really that we have some plug and play skill positions that we have depth that I feel like we haven't had in so long. Like I, it, that's refreshing to me. It's it's exciting because. Um, you know, Evan Stewart didn't play. That freaked me out at first. And and then um uh what's his name went went out mid middle of the game. I, I don't even know if he made it to to Noah. halftime, Noah. And um and so I mean that to this point in the season, though that's our offense, you know, both of those yeah, exactly. guys. And and yet look at look at how well we did. Um and granted, I understand it's ULM, but it it's we looked like the exact same team with and without them on the field. And, and that was the exciting part to me of we've got guys, you know, that are waiting on that opportunity to play that are just as good as the guys out there. And, and so there's not near the drop off in, in talent there. Um, that, that has been what I've been saying all off season, all last year, is I wanted to see more rotation of guys in, in skill positions. And and maybe it's that we didn't have the talent before or we didn't feel like we did or something. Um maybe guys we weren't now. ready. But we do now. And and I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with any of our running backs being back there. I'm perfectly com- comfortable with you know almost every single one of our receivers and even our tight ends, you know, are, are fantastic. Yeah. I don't feel like we've utilized them enough this season uh but this week really showed that hey we could put anybody in that position on our team and and we're gonna excel yeah no uh it's 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 so refreshing to see because like last year was such a struggle on offense and you know we didn't know who to block like we you know like it was just so discombobulated and now like everyone's on the same page you know we're dialing up creative plays. We have a, an awesome young quarterback who's who's just so confident in what, in what he's doing, and he's balling out. These receivers are are phenomenal, um, and uh, I thought Jake Johnson had a pretty good game. Like he, yeah, I thought so he got too. some more he got some more targets than he he'd gotten a while, and uh, he just makes catching the ball look easy. You know, I like mm-hmm. guys that don't like uh, they don't bobble it or, or body catch it. Like he's just he's all hands, and uh, I, I thought he he played really well. Um, a guy that 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 I've kind of forgotten about, and you know, because he's been hurt since he got here and hasn't played a ton, 
played a really great game on defense was Deuce Harmon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Chappelle Chappelle was hurt and couldn't go, and uh, they were like, "Hey, like, you know, Deuce is Deuce is healthy. He's been, I guess, I, I assume he'd been practicing well, and he got the call at uh, to to start the game, and you know, he he looked great out there. Like he yeah. he's he's he slimmed down. He he was was covering guys well and not missing assignments and uh that's just a guy to put in that mix of you know of, of who to put in at corner you, you got Chappelle, grimes deberry uh javon thomas uh, the freshman but uh it wouldn't shock me to see more see more deuce harmon going forward oh yeah it wouldn't shock me either and and that's where um i i don't know i have a quiet confidence maybe it's not quiet because i'm voicing it but uh, I have a quiet confidence that our defense will will progressively get better like as we enter into conference play here and, and all of this. I, I think I think the installs that we were doing early, maybe we didn't scheme well enough. I think in some ways maybe we underestimated Miami, especially you get halfway through the first quarter and it looked like it was going to be – an embarrassment to Miami. It looked like we were just going to absolutely demolish them. And, and maybe we got too cocky, you know, you can't ever tell what that ends up. But I I think, uh, like I said, I have a quiet confidence about our defense moving forward. And that's simply because of what you just said. We have that talent pool there. We have these guys that are, are, are really good in their respective positions. And, um, and I, I just think we haven't dialed it up enough against the teams we've played to this point. And, and I think as we go into conference play, you're going to see that defense get more and more creative. If we don't, then I think we'll struggle. And if we struggle with these players, you know, especially when we're doing what we're doing on offense, if our defense continues to struggle with the talent that we have at hand, then, yeah, I think it's very much warranted to be like, what's going on with our, with our defensive coordinator? Because that ought to be one of the easiest jobs in, in the nation right now, you know, yeah. with who you have to work with. And yeah, so, exactly. Um, that, that's where, that's where I, I just, I have that quiet confidence because yeah, sure. We, we had one poor game, but uh, I, I just, I don't see that throughout. I do think that, you know, overall, you know, on these other two games where we did win, I, I think I'd give the defense a seven or eight out of ten. I wouldn't say that they were playing lights out, but uh, I think they have the ability to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, as far as 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 getting right, you know, goes on defense. I think Auburn is a prime opportunity to do so because, uh, like, so far in the season, like Auburn's defense which I don't think is, you know, anything that special, mm-hmm. uh, has kind of, you know, has kind of carried them. Or like, the, you know, they played two scrubs, kind of like we have, but they played mm-hmm. – uh, they went out and played Cal. You know, they, they had tra- tra- to travel out there and, and play a late game. Um, and they only won that one 14-10 where, you know, like, uh, you know, like the the defense kind of, you know, kept them and, and kept them hanging around and whatnot. But, you know, like the quarterback Peyton Thorne, like he's fine, like – He's not like someone that that really scares you to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, their receivers are are okay. Um, nothing, you know, probably average or around there for the SEC. Um, but what's what's 
interesting is it, it sounds like they've got kind of the injury bug going on. Uh, really? I think they're starting right guard and right tackle. Uh, may not play this weekend. They might play, but they haven't been rolled out. But they both got kind of banged up in their last game. Um, they got some guys on defense that are uh, – I think their best corner hasn't played all year due to injury. Um, so, like, it's – it, it's a it's an opportunity for this team, this AM team, to go out and make a statement against a conference opponent uh, who's un, who's undefeated at the moment, and you know, and and go and 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 get things going back in the right direction. Yeah, they they also are coming up on a gauntlet. They play us, then Georgia, then LSU, then Ole Miss. Woo, man, yeah. <laughs> that, that's not what you want. <laughs> not at all. Uh, and for, for us to be an 11 a.m. travel game for them, it's probably going to be hot, you know, and and all of that to, to start that gauntlet. God, um, that's the yeah, four best I, teams in our league, maybe. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like that, that, that's not good, you know. And then to end the year with, with Bama, of course. But, yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, that, that is rough. <laughs> like, and and, yeah. and then to, to look at the two teams that they did beat handily were UMass and Samford. Yeah. So, I mean. So, in, in, in case people out there, like like, I feel like some people just hear, like, a team that isn't a big name team, they're like they probably suck. So like like Sanford is a division lower than like it's an FCS school. Like what it's like playing SFA or Prairie View or someone like that. Like yeah, like just not it's not the same level of athlete that even a, a ULM has. You know, like it's it, it's it's just not a good team. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm assuming they probably blew them out. But uh, if you get the score pulled up, uh, yeah, one, it looks like they won. 45 to 13. So yeah, that, that, I mean, that's honestly a little bit low uh, mm-hmm. if I'm like, if I'm being honest, but, uh, and UMass, like, like they're, they're fine. Like they're, 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 they're decent. Um, mm-hmm. probably better than they, they have been. Um, but yeah, I mean like this is kind of what we talked about, you know, back in, in the summer or back in August is, uh, this kind of ramp up, you know, into the season. we, had that with Miami. They were, we underestimated them. They were better than we thought, and mm-hmm. uh, and they they took it to us a little bit. Now we've got you know, we've got Auburn, and then I think Arkansas is a little bit better than Auburn. You know, I think Bama is probably better than Arkansas. So these next three, it's like it's like a ladder. Like hey, like let's go out and dominate, then go out and dominate, and then you know you come home against you know against Alabama, like Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. This name, you know story program who may be a little bit down and you know you got a real shot to go and, and and make a statement yeah and especially if if we're going in there and we can say hey texas beat them we have to beat them you know and and there there's just the the ramp up that we're about to see it, it's each week gets progressively harder just a little bit harder a little bit harder and then you get a break and then it mm-hmm. starts over again where each week gets a little bit harder, kind of. And, and so it, I said this before the season, but this is one of the most favorable schedules that we've ever had. Because, uh, you know, if we were going in, if we were about to play LSU, Ole Miss, Georgia, and and Bama, like like Auburn's about to do, I'd be, I'd be like, oh, man, this is going to suck. 
you know, with, with some of the questions that we have, but, but that's where, I mean, I'm still, this team to this point in the season has given me the confidence on our offense that even like during the Miami game, when we're down, I was, I just kept feeling like, oh, that doesn't matter. We'll score. I haven't felt like that at, with A&M in a <laughs> long time. Like Even in 2020, like, like I never had that kind of confidence. Yeah, but I have extreme confidence. Like, oh, we'll, we'll get it back. Like, it's not yeah. a big deal. And now I remember feeling that way in 2013. And so, like, I look back to 2013 season when, you know, of course we had Johnny and, and Mike and we could score at will, but we couldn't hold anybody. We had a terrible defense. and And I just, like – I look at that season. I look at this season. I feel very similarly on offense of like, that's fine. Our offense will will bail us out if we need to. Right. But I feel like our defense is way better than what we had back then. And so that just puts us in a, in a good position, I think um, for these games. Yep. No, you know, like, and we said this on the last one, even though it didn't go out, but uh, like day of Miami, you know, like I would, you know, have been grilling and had folks over and you know, had a couple beverages and whatnot. And, uh, it, 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 like after that game, like the way that whole day went, I was like, I, I was just so like, just, uh, like distraught and, and defeated. And I'm just like, man, like, you know, to hell with all this. And, you know, you know, it, it, eventually that wears off, you know, like it, it, it still, it still sucks to lose, but, um, you know, I'm like, I've, I've been, I've been roped back in, you know, like I've got a, a renewed look and it's kind of back to where I was, you know, going into the season. And, uh, I'm just like, like, I'm also, you know, a diehard Cowboys fan. And at this point, like, I just, I just look forward to watching my team play because I know how good they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and it's just a joy to watch them play. It's, it's, it's nice to go out there and say, Hey, you know, we got Auburn, we got a conference team this week. Let's go out and and take care of business, but yeah, let's go have fun. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking for and, and you know I, I I don't like 11 a.m. games, but it's kind of nice to just get it out of the way. Yeah, and then you know you get the rest of the day to you know, hopefully celebrate and 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 talk about how great it was, and then yeah. uh, and watch the other games. But um, around the country, uh, things got a little bit sideways this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. What, what what stood out the the most about this past weekend? Because we had some some close games, maybe shouldn't have been close. Some teams lost that we didn't think would. Um, some just just some all around kind of kind of weirdness. Uh, what stood out the most to me is I don't think that there's an elite team in college football right now. Yeah, I mean you, you look at the top the top five, top ten for sure, but top five nobody played well. Um, you, you had Florida State that struggled against Boston College. You had Georgia that struggled against South Carolina. You had Bama that struggled against USF. Um, you know, Texas struggled. Um, Texas did I, struggle, and that was Wyoming's backup quarterback. And that game was 10 to 10 in the fourth quarter until yeah. I think it was Worthy finally get, like caught a pass and just took it, took it all the way. And they ended up winning pretty, pretty comfortably. But, um, that was a dogfight with Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And and that's where uh, I just, maybe, maybe the case could be made that Ohio state is, is, you know, cause I haven't seen enough from them to say, to be able to say that they're not elite, you know? Um, but they hadn't really played anybody yet either. 
that there will will be we'll be figure that out this week when they play Notre Dame. Um, so so that's that's nice. And then um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, like every team that I really had kind of decided. I mean, I gave I gave Texas a lot of props after beating Bama. Like I I really I, I'm like you know that was a solid win you know and and y'all ought to enjoy this win because it, it's really hard to do that in Tuscaloosa and you know it, it was a well deserved win I thought Texas played well I still do think that they played well um, but then whenever Bama comes out a week later and sure maybe it's a hangover win right um, but but they come out and they didn't. They were tied three to three in the fourth quarter against the University of South Florida. Like in, in USF, in- like like USF isn't one of those good G five teams. Like like they're bad. Like yeah. they've missed a bowl game for the past like five or six years. I think I could be wrong, but like they're not a good G five team. Right. Like like so so for that to happen a week later, then that question's like, okay, well is Texas as good as, as they looked last week? You know, maybe they were playing a much lesser Bama team than, than what we thought. And then, you know, so then they come out to play Wyoming. Well, they should come out and really crush Wyoming and they didn't. And, and so sure, if you just look at the box score and you look at, well, it ended up 31, 10, you're not going to see what, what we actually saw. That was a struggle win. And and so then you had Tennessee, who I thought was a great team, and they lost against Florida and and lost pretty handily too. And and so like, there's just there's nobody in college football right now that just really scares me. Yeah, and I'm not saying that again. Not saying that we couldn't lose to any. We could absolutely lose to Texas. We could absolutely lose to Oregon. We could absolutely lose to Washington or Georgia or. Ohio State, like Colorado, we could lose to those teams, right? But none of them are so intimidating to me that that would say that they we couldn't at least put up a fight against them, if not win. Like I, yeah. I, I would still be like, there's just there's just nobody that's that intimidating. There's nobody that's that, that's that elite, at least not yet. I don't feel like. Yeah, and when it comes to like you know playoff and the favorites and like who's going to win the championship this year i don't have any idea (laughs) like like i I watched georgia play and like like they looked you know fine but like the the half that i watched south carolina was making plays on them Mm -hmm. and holding them you know and keeping their their offense contained and they just like they're, they're not the team that they've been the last two years like they're still they're still extremely talented and they're a very good football team, but it's just not at the level that it was. And I, I'm, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think anybody is at that level, like, like Michigan and you know, like Penn state, a team I've been high on, like they kind of messed around with Illinois and, you know, didn't kind of pull away till the very end. Um, you know, like, I, I just don't know. I mean, uh, what's, what's interesting to me is these, these pac 12 teams, because they mm-hmm. got some, they got some squads out there. Like yeah. Washington, Washington has destroyed everyone that's been put in front of them, mm-hmm. and they played Michigan State this past weekend and they destroyed them, like forty-one to seven or something yeah. like that. Um, Oregon State's been rolling. Oregon State is rolling, 
Washington State is playing is playing good football. Yeah, uh, and obviously USC is so in, in Oregon. So um, UCLA's playing well, and you know it. We've talked about this already. It's a, it's a bummer that that league's going awake, like because it, it's so strong and entertaining this year. And next year they're just all splitting up and just all going different ways, and that's going to be the end of it. But this one last ride, they're they're making it a good one. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and and that's that's just the thing. Like I I, I think what that means for for us is like there's there's years in the past where you look at the SEC and it was either Bama or Georgia, and you're like, yeah, they're they're going to win the SEC. And you look at it. Pac-12, and it's like, oh, Oregon's got it on on lock, you know. And then you look at the Big 12, and oh, yep, Oklahoma's they're they're going to run it, you know. And then you got Notre Dame that's good, and you got Ohio State that's that's for sure going to lock up their division. And so then then you're like, oh, well, so I we have to be an undefeated team to make the college football playoff, right? And and that's like how you feel. So you lose one game, and it's just throw it out the window. But that's not going to be 2023. It, it's just not. I, I, I'm almost. I don't think I would go so far to say this just yet, but there, we could end the year without an undefeated team. Oh, I mean, I would almost like if I could bet on that, I would put, I, I would put money on nobody running the table entirely. Right. You know, like, right. like everyone's going to have a blemish somewhere. So then. If that's the case, then why why are why are so many people so upset about us us losing to Miami? You know what I mean? Like like it, it's 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 just uh for me yeah. it's I'm just not buying into that. I I'm not. That's the first loss that I've felt maybe even as an A and M fan. Where at the end of it, I'm I'm looking at the Miami fans next to me and I'm like, respect. Yeah, that was a yeah. solid game. Y'all played well. Like y'all beat us fair and square, but you know, that was a good game. Yeah. All in all, that was a good game outside of just being a fan. I mean, we were in it to the very end. And so, right. so like, it, it wasn't a demoralizing loss to me. I didn't walk away hanging my head like, oh, woe is me. It was like, man, we looked good, but we got to, we got to figure some stuff out before we play SEC ball. And, yeah. and so I, I'm, I'm excited at what all's going on around the country because yeah, whenever I'm, I walk, I walk away from that game and I'm seeing Texas beat Bama and I'm like, ah, you know, this is going to be a rough year maybe. But then after this week, I'm like, it's wide open, baby. Like it it is wide open. And you know, this is going to be parody in college football. It's going to be fun. And there's just going to be a lot of excitement. Watch every single weekend there's going to be some sort of upset and some sort of, you know, chaos that happens. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And there's big potential for it this weekend, but there's, there's three more teams I want to hit really quick. There's two that are mm-hmm. pretty good. And one that I think is, is, is crap. And I, I just want to, I, I just feel like piling on this team here for a minute, but the two good ones and not two teams that A&M fans are very fond of uh, are Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them have looked, have looked really, really solid through the first two weeks. Um, at Notre Dame, you know, plays Ohio State this weekend. We'll, we'll find out a lot more about them and if they're for real, but, uh, Sam Hartman looks great. The running back looks great. Uh, they got a great O line. 
a pretty good defense. So um, they're just playing good ball. And Oklahoma may be the most surprising team of the whole season so so far to me, and mm-hmm. just how how good they've looked. Like uh, the the quarterback Dylan Gabriel, just super efficient. Um, he's got some crazy high uh, completion percentage right now, like in the seventies, high seventies. Um, they've they've played good on defense, and uh, you know I, I didn't know where to put them coming into the season. Like I just didn't know. Like didn't know who was on even on their team anymore. Like they mm-hmm. had transfers, they had guys go to the NFL, and you know, like it was just I didn't know much about them. But they're looking really strong. And you know, a few a, a few hours or not, probably not even a few hours from them, a team that looks bad and is bad is Oklahoma State. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> they so last season they just fell apart in the middle of the year, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma or not uh, Kansas State beat them like 49 to zero one week and like that was it for them like they were done and like they just kept getting like blown out left and right down the, down the stretch and then Mike Gundy you know he's talking about the he's asked about the transfer portal and that kind of thing and he's like oh like that's between you know them and their agents like I don't have anything to do with that like he just kind of you know bristles at the, the thought of the transfer portal well, look, buddy, like that, it's not going anywhere. Like mm-hmm. NIL and transfers are going to be here for, you know, however long. And if you don't want to get with the times, then uh, you're screwed. And they lost 33 to seven at home to South Alabama. And like <laughs> not Alabama, South <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> they lost to USA, the University of South <laughs> Alabama. And, you know, like to like, I, I do think that like I've, I've heard some folks say like, Hey, this is actually like, like, like that's a pretty good, like South Alabama team. And that's, you know, I, I tend to agree, but uh, they just got, they just got destroyed by them. <laughs> I mean, 33 to seven and you don't want to take transfers or deal with NIL. Like uh, he's had a great run there, but it's, it's over. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, it's absolutely over. He is, he is done. And if he, if he's still the head, and like you know, they've got nine more games to play. We'll see what they do, but it it does it not look good at all in Stillwater right now. No, I'm with you there. Let's see. This week we have. I'm trying to count the ranked versus ranked matchups because there's so many. We have. Oh, if this will load. I got six by my count. Is Clemson just not ranked anymore? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't even count that one. Uh, Florida State's at Clemson uh, at 11 a.m., same time as our game. Um, that's, I mean, I, I get they looked bad, but I don't know. I, I guess Florida State could go in there and, and crush them and and, and kind of crush their hopes. Um, looks like... Oh yeah, there's a whole string of them. Uh, Colorado at Oregon, UCLA at Utah, Ole Miss at Alabama, Notre Dame. Uh, ooh, where's that one at? Ohio State at Notre Dame, Iowa at Penn State, uh, Oregon State at Washington State. The battle of the two teams that were left behind. I mean, it's it's an absolute banger of a weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, I I um 
I will be glued to the TV. And that's what you were saying earlier about like the this is the week that I'd like to have an 11 a.m. game because it always feels really weird when I walk out of the stadium and there's sun, you know, like, <laughs> and it's like, wait, I'm, but, but to be able to watch football all the way home um, is, is always exciting. And so um, I, I'm really looking forward to the drive home this, this weekend uh, where I can watch Colorado, Oregon and Ole Miss, Alabama and UCLA, Utah at the same time. Thankfully I have YouTube TV gone spawn there that way i can do the multi-view but yeah um, definitely not driving home i'll have to volunteer to to drive there that way my dad or somebody else can drive home but um yeah it's it's gonna be fun i like early games for that reason especially if you you get out two o'clock with a win and it's like okay let's go watch football the rest of the day and um yeah there's there's some really really good matchups here and i think i think i'm definitely most excited about Ohio State Notre Dame, uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be a really fun matchup. Yeah, it's it's definitely the cream of the crop. I mean, like talk about brands, like two of the probably three or four biggest brands in the sport. Um, it's also number six versus number nine, which <laughs> you know, nice. Um, but like, I I don't know how to even feel about that one. Like, uh, you know, yeah. You know, like like last year, that game was kind of ugly. Like not a lot of offense, and like Notre Dame was just trying to, you know, hold the ball for as long as they could. This sure. year, they've actually got a quarterback. They've actually got an offense. They're playing at home. Like that's man, that's that's such an an, an interesting game. Um, as far as the rank versus ranked, uh, like like the. I think I, I, like the most fun one might be Oregon State and Washington State, and it, it sucks because I like them both. You know, <laughs> like you know, like this season, like you know, outside of A and M, I'm kind of rooting for those two teams with uh, all the realignment things that have have kind of been dealt to them. But um, we we kind of hit Ole Miss, Alabama. Um, do, does Colorado make it a game with Oregon, or, or do they get exposed this week? <sighs> That's a good question. I think they make it a game, but I don't think it's because of how good they are. I just think Oregon's probably more on even footing with them. Um, I think I think give it a week. You know, well, next week they play USC. I think that's when they get exposed. Uh, yeah. Or or ooh, they play Oregon State. They might uh, they might lose to Oregon State now. Um, but no, I I think I mean. They're all gas, no brakes, but they're just going to hit a wall, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, this is interesting. Uh, uh, the a week ahead of our game, Arkansas is at LSU this week. Yeah. I, yeah I'd, lean LSU, I'd lean LSU there, but, you know, like those games are always tough. Like, Oh, absolutely. I remember like when there were years where like we, like we couldn't even – like LSU would, would beat us pretty bad. And then Arkansas would go like shut them out, you know, or something like that. Like that's, that's always, that's always a tough game. Here's, here's a, here's a curveball for you, Will. I, just because I like to root for chaos, I think that this week there will be a team 
that is ranked that gets upset by an unranked team. Okay. Which of which unranked versus ranked do you think has the biggest potential of an upset? Well, uh, I won't say this one because it's it's kind of a technicality. Um, I would say Clemson, <laughs> but <laughs> like like they were like they're a good team still, and they're playing that game at home, so I, I won't go with them. But uh, a ranked team that's on upset alert. Um, oh shoot! There's a lot of really good options here, actually. Yeah, man. I'm going to get crap for this, but it, it might be Texas. Um, just, just because, so like the first week Baylor lost to Texas state, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and by like double digits. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, Baylor's done. They're all Texas, like, Texas state's first power five win ever. Yeah. as a program. So me like a dummy, I wrote Baylor off immediately. Right. Uh, well, then the following week they hosted Arkan, uh, Utah, who's a, a really good team, mm-hmm. and almost beat them. Like that that game came down to the, like the last second, and I think they like had like a, a a turnover, like a punt return or something that set Utah up with the last second field goal, like for them to win. But you know, like that was a you know physical back and forth game. Um, it's at Baylor, which I mean not the most intimidating place and not very far to go for, for Texas. But um, yeah, with, with Texas and, and with, and with Quinn Ewers, I wonder if they just, if they just get up for that one game a year yeah, and then they should go back to being normal the rest of the year. And they're just, you know, like eight and four. Could be. That's what they, they, they have been. I mean, they've got to prove that they're not that this year because really this year, Texas, you know, to, to Texas's credit or what I will say, say for Texas fans is that um, they're going to get everybody's best this year. And not only because they're number three in the nation right now, that's enough of a reason for them to get Baylor's best this weekend, but also because they're leaving the Big 12. And yeah. we know what that hatred is like whenever people you know, really come at you. But, but I, I have a feeling, especially because of just the dissolution of things, that, that all these teams that – especially Baylor, Texas Tech, you know, the ones that have been in the Big 12 with Texas for so long, um, they're they're gonna they're gonna play up to Texas because they they want that that you know eternal scoreboard. And so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a year for Texas where yeah, you you got to be you got to give it your all every single game and and um that's hard to do whenever you're coming off of you know eight and four year. I don't know what they went last year, but um I think something like that, like eight, like eight. Yeah, it's 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 not. I mean, that's hard enough for a team that's coming off an undefeated season, but but it's it's hard for a team that's not used to being at the top to then staying at the top, you know, especially all season long. That's hard. Um, another ranked team that that could get upset. This is a basketball game. This is a Final Four game right here. Uh, <laughs> Duke, number 18 Duke, is going to UConn, uh, who is not bad. Like, UConn uh, played NC State very close. Um, they're back to being at least respectable and, you know, like, you know, a, a probable bowl team, I, I would say. Um, so, like, it's 
it's always tough going on the road. I think Duke's a, a really good team, but um, definitely uh, could be some trouble there. Um, and then a team I just, you know, heaped a lot of praise on. Uh, Oklahoma is playing at Cincinnati in Cincinnati's very first Big 12 game. Um, not a, an easy place to play at all. No, not at all. Uh, I'd watch out it, for that one. It, it is it, it is early. It's at 11 a.m. So uh, if it was a night game, I'd be more inclined to to kind of pick that one. But um, no, upset, you know, upsets, upsets happen at 11 a.m. That is true. <laughs> at least when they happen to us, they usually happen at 11 a.m. Absolutely. But no, I, I think that's that's so Big 12 is where I'm looking because I, I would say. I'd put Texas a little bit on upset alert because I'm I'm with you. I've completely overlooked Baylor this year, uh, but they're not that bad of a team that they could surprise a couple people. They they could play it up for a game or two and and upset somebody. And and I think they could absolutely do that. Texas. I think people are overlooking Cincy. You know, as they come into the the Big Twelve here, and um, that would be. Let's see, they're they're two and one. Who'd they lose to? They lost to somebody. They lost last week to lost to Pitt. No. They no, lost to they... Miami, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're not gonna upset Oklahoma. Yeah, they might not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what one of the team or what I'm what I'm looking at is uh Cal Washington. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's that's that'd be an interesting one. Uh, for sure, some Pac-12 after dark action, um, yeah, and U- UNC Pitt, like that's that's possible too. What would you do if the UTSA Roadrunners went and upset Tennessee at home? <laughs> so I, I look at that one, uh, and that's such a uh, such a weird game. Like, why is UTSA <laughs> playing Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the tickets are probably four hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> Hey, it says right here as low as thirty nine dollars. I think they meant three hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah, thirty nine dollars with a two hundred and fifty dollar transaction fee. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, Tennessee, <laughs> like they're this might be a game. I need to come up with a good term for this, but uh, like uh, like like when a boxer is kind of like a little bit dizzy and kind of like you know. Like they're either going to get back into it and be fine, or they're about to get knocked out. Um, mm-hmm. UTSA is not, you know, they're not Muhammad Ali, you know, by any means. But they're good. They're they're, they're a good football team. They have a really good coach and good quarterback. Um, they're very experienced. And if Tennessee screws around, uh, they could get knocked out. And yeah. You know, I'm rooting for that so I can get some cheaper tickets to watch when, <laughs> oh, A&M, me too. when A&M me plays too. over there. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you have any Tennessee versus A&M tickets for sale um, and and you're looking for somebody, I, I'd probably give you like $200 for them or something. Um, yeah. So just just hit me up. Um, on if you got Twitter, 10, it's even better. Facebook, doesn't matter. Yeah, if you got a whole bunch of them, we'll, we'll give you a group rate. Um. A couple of games here as we uh, as we close things out. Um, Sam Houston at Houston. Uh, Houston is is not real good. I don't think. Uh, I think Sam could get their could get their first win here. Uh, tickets are low as four dollars if you're in the Houston area and want to go to that game. Uh, the, Bear, the Bearcats want to show out. Um, App State is at Wyoming. 
that's just super interesting to me because <laughs> like <laughs> those are both like uh like giant killer type teams and that yeah. they both have that underdog mentality so uh i'm not sure who's going to be the underdog in that they're one they're both going to win that game yeah exactly it'll probably be like a seven overtime <laughs> type of game <laughs> uh and then a, a really cool game that won't get watched because it's it's seven o'clock and everyone's gonna be watching ohio state notre dame is uh ucf at k-state uh k-state took a loss last week at missouri uh but they're they're still like a, a really good team i think um but ucf man like they, they might make some noise in the in the big 12 as uh as one of those newcomers yeah, it depends on if Plumley comes back or not. Um, yeah, they they need to get him back. Cause he's out for three weeks, so or at least right now he's out for three weeks. So, oh, is he? Yeah, Jeez. if he if he uh, if that ends up being a longer injury than that, then possibly not. But if he was healthy, I would have agreed with you. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, he comes back strong, and I can. Um, finish the season strong with my <laughs> fantasy <Yeah>. team <laughs> you, 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 need, you need him yeah i think i think you've got a pretty good team but you, you need you need your best guy yeah for sure um i guess lastly i've got an eye on miami you know going going to temple uh mm-hmm. you know, temples you know they're they're kind of hit or miss but um would prefer to see miami just score 70 on them to you know kind of justify some of my uh like like it's like what was it called uh is it confirmation bias mm-hmm. yeah I, I i need that on saturday <laughs> so, yeah i'm I'm a, I'm a huge need... miami fan the rest of the year oh yeah yeah hope we see him in the playoff <laughs> yeah i hope so too <laughs> it's hard to hard to win against the same t- team twice in one season so that's right that's right well uh this one was this was was pretty long, so got a lot of good good info in this one. Um, but uh, anything anything as we as we close it out, I don't think so. Uh, let's beat the hell out of Auburn this weekend, and um, let's have a fun year. Yep. Yes, sir. That's that's what we're looking for. That's what we expect to see, and that's what I think we might see. And uh, hey, the season's not over, and this weekend is a big step can be a big step in the right direction so i can't wait to watch it can't wait to talk all about it next week with all you guys and with my good buddy chase caldwell so uh for for chase uh for hayden who's who's not here i I promise we didn't fire him he'll be back on uh eventually (laughs) it's just been just been bad timing so uh i'm will stone this is the ineligibles podcast and we'll talk to you next week